Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. 40 minutes away, 40 minutes away, J- David Cobb will join us, CBS Sports it's college football and college basketball writer will join us on the show. Also, top five coming up at 11.20 a.m. Eastern, 8.20 Pacific, and I, I got to get into the Patriots just a little bit because I'm worried I, there's something you you are going to celebrate it. You're going to think I'm stupid. There is something comforting about it, and I will get to that coming up very shortly. However, at least I think we will, but we'll see how this one goes. We got the great Anthony Pierno who joins us on the show. Hello, Pierno. What's up again, Ken? Uh, I got two things I got to discuss with you. The first thing is, oh yeah. The first thing is um, our top five subject for today. So our final Halloween theme for the month of October: the top five. Uh, Top five Halloween creatures. So ghosts, goblins, gremlins, zombies, mummies. Ooh, all on the table here. Vampires? Of course. Is... Of course. Creatures. Wow, okay, I'm writing that down. Okay, that's good. I like that. You've had some good ones this month. Are you you're not doing a whole month of Thanksgiving, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Top five turkeys, go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. Is it bad that I want Ben DiNucci to be successful just so I can make Godfather references? Just want to make sure I can do that. 855-2124-CBS. I got something to share with you, Pirano, and I want to ask some people here. We're getting ready oh, for geez. noon kickoffs. Yeah. I ran a poll. I don't know if anybody – there's a lot of people who voted on it. I ran a poll before the show, and I want to share the the findings with you. It, right now, it is a very tight race, 53.1% to 46.9%. I asked, do you believe in ghosts? 51.3% said yes. No, that's not surprising. I'm surprised there's that many people who don't believe in ghosts. They um, A couple of years ago, I, I know they did a poll – and they like uh, of the entire country, and I think it might have been like forty-seven percent of the country believed in ghosts. That see, I I always thought it would be the 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 more people believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> no, I do not believe in. ghosts. You don't believe in ghosts? No, of course I don't believe in ghosts. How do you not believe in ghosts? Idiot! There are no ghosts. Well, first off, don't call me an idiot because I definitely believe in ghosts. How are you calling me there an idiot? There are no ghosts. ghosts. I've watched the Ghost Hunters on Sci-Fi. Oh, don't, I, well, yo, don't give me that stuff. That stuff doesn't count. Yeah, I know that. Well, All that, right? that no, is that garbage. Stuff, no, the the real ghosts. They're not. You, you think? Uh, if first off, if you're a ghost. When some goofball comes into your house, oh, I got an EKG here. Uh, you know what? I'm not giving you the satisfaction. I'm not showing up. 
All those shows are, hey, what was that? Hey, what was that? Hey, what was that? Hey, what was that? Oh, okay, let's distort this sound and see whatever we can. Someone drops a book from a shelf. Plus, especially. Someone manipulates yeah. some. Well, that was a ghost. Well, especially, a like, spirit. when these guys aren't even, like, scientists or anything. Like, I think, like, the original guys exactly. on that show were, like, yes. plumbers. <laughs> like we're plumbers, so yeah, yeah. dudes like me, dudes like me, who yeah, like hearing exactly. some ghost stories to go. Yeah. Hey, can you talk on a microphone? Yeah, okay. Well, you can go around and start to find some spirits, and all they do is just tell people what they want to hear. It's no different from what I told you about when I make the pro football focus comparison with the psychics. They just tell you what you want to hear. You never call up a psychic and say, "Oh my gosh, yeah, you better not get on that plane." No, they're not going to do that. They don't say anything like that. You're always going to find love. You're always going to get a better job. You're always going to be wealthy. You're always going to be successful. It's the four pillars of being a telephone psychic. It's the same thing. It's a whole. I, I always bring it up about Ancestry. Now, you can go to Ancestry.com because I'm sure that they can show you some things, but they're not going to promote that, hey, yeah, you might have been related to a serial killer. It's always, hey, I'm, I can't believe it. We're, we're royalty. We're Swiss royalty. Hey, I can't believe it. We're, we're, I'm second cousins with the Queen of England. Nope. No one says, hey, you know, you're second cousins with John Gacy. Nobody brings that up. Nobody does that. They're only going to tell you good things, that it's the same with the quote-unquote paranormal investigators. If, if you're watching the show, 855-2124-CBS, if you're watching the show for entertainment, you go right on ahead. If you really believe that, that apparitions exist, because of those shows, you're not, I do believe it goes so. All right, so what's you your, right so what is your personal experience? Because there is zero, absolutely zero scientific evidence of this. So what is I your personal experience? I don't need to hear your experience? science, okay? For a moment there, Stephen Hawking, I don't need to hear your science. No, yes, you do need you science want to You want to tell you a personal this, ghost this story? This is all based on personal experience You want me to tell you a personal ghost story? Yeah, I'll tell you a personal ghost story. I'll tell you a personal ghost story. Give it to me. So when I was a kid... Or when I was actually, when I was a baby, my mother swears to this. Now, uh-huh. yes, my mother was a child of the set. Well, Wait, really so a child is, of the your, This is not even you. This is your mother experiencing I was, this now? I'm going to tell you here oh, in a second geez. if you stop popping off and losing your mind over here and let me build some drama and tell the tale here, Pierno, if I could, if I would, if I may. Go. Thank you very Go. bleeping much. You're going to have to dump me during this show. I'm getting close. That's all right. That's all right. I got the dump button right here. I'll do it. So here's what it is. Maybe I won't. Here's what it is, okay? Let me take a sip of water here. Oh, boy. Here we go. When I was just a baby in the crib, my parents lived at a house, in an old, old, old house, in basically the I want to say the middle of the city, just above downtown Cleveland, or downtown Act, or blah, 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 blah. Downtown Canton is where I'm from. Sounds like I'm making it up as I go. I'm not. And the house was on technically Kensington, but it was on Warts Avenue, right across from Johnny's Bakery and Catty Corner to the uh, Stark County Fairgrounds. I didn't mean for you to play this music, but let's keep going right on ahead. So my mom has me in June. My parents rented this huge house in the middle of the city, and it was right next door to Davy's Drugs, where my mother's my mother worked. So... Well, you're, now you're making it. They didn't make any of those noises. So one night my dad's sleeping. I'm in the bassinet on the other end of the room. Okay, you following me so far? It was this big master bedroom, old-style master bedroom. When my mother's reading, according to her, that a man in a long 
leather trench coat, a long old-style trench coat, and a derby hat, like a derby hat from like the 1800s, like early 1900s, appeared in my parents' bedroom. And my mother would say, was saying, hey, get away from him. Hey, get away. And he was walking towards my crib, walking towards my bassinet. My mother reached over and she goes, get away from him. And then she goes, Ken, and grabs my dad as he's like getting ready to what looks like reach in and take me. According to my mother, my mom goes, Ken, and yells for my dad. My dad's name is Ken as well. My dad turns around. The ghost is gone. You want to hear another story? Not really, but I mean that did, that definitely didn't convince me of anything. What you call my mother a liar? I mean, did your mother ever experiment with any kind of drugs or anything? Well, I said she was a child of the '60s. She graduated high school in 1974. You do the math. All right. She went to the World Series of Rock many times with my father in the early 1980s and late 70s. What do you think? I wouldn't say it was an acid flashback, though, if that's what you're trying to insinuate, Pierno. I want I thought you want a personal story. Yes, I'll you. give you a personal I want a story. Personal experience that you had. Well, it's 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 this is kind you of a nice story. You don't have my, any. my grandmother see, it, died. It's all it's what people people think they see ghosts because it's the power of suggestion. Well, you know, no, we, I'll tell we you this. So well, many no, ghost it's, it's stories the, well, growing up. No, so it's only natural okay. that we think we, that we see ghosts. All right, I'll tell you another one. All right, you bastard. I'll tell you another one. 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 When I when my when I was seven years old, my grandmother died. The last gift she gave me was for Christmas. She gave me this big stuffed bear. And the bear, you would press his paw, and the bear would sing Christmas stories, right, or Christmas carols, like Silent Night and all that stuff. And after my grandmother died, my grandmother died in February. Later on, and for like the next year, that bear would tune out of nowhere and start playing Christmas carols, sitting in the corner of the room. And you want to know something else that makes it scarier here, or Pierno, and you know where I'm going with this? I took the batteries out, and the thing still played Christmas carols. I swear to God on my children. I took the batteries out. The thing played on its own. Just like okay? Chucky. Just like Chucky. I swear to God. No, I'm just telling you, my, my grandmother was my grandmother was around. Which by the time I turned thirteen and then I, you know, started doing my own experiments, so I hope my grandmother kinda went away from there for a while. Can I tell you something? What you just think it's all a bunch of BS. What's the it point of telling you? It is BS. It is all BS. And then I it's know everyone. It's not BS. Yes, it is. All right, eight five five two one two four CBS. Do you believe in ghosts? Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. I, I, I will. I have dreams, and then they actually happen in real life. Well, that's deja vu, isn't it? It is deja. It? it is. But I will. But. I dream it. I dream it. And then sometimes it might not be in t- months or even in some cases it's been maybe like a couple of years. Okay. And that event will then happen. How about that? What, what do you think of that? A, but that's not a ghost story. I don't care. So what? You're a soothsayer. You have premonitions. I'm, not ta- I'm talking about ghosts over here. It's Halloween. We're talking about spirits. 
So you don't think that is anything? Maybe me tapping into something? Possibly, I have this. I think that you to- better get. I think you better get right with somebody over there before you become a ghost yourself. Because I wouldn't want to be a ghost. I'd like to experience something with a ghost. But I, well, I'd like to experience something good with a ghost. I don't want to be in poltergeist. Well, I tried like to give you that story like, just to show you know, hey, you know, really, we don't know really much of anything, and you know, well, I we any, don't know much. Know, any, well, you seem so damn certain at the beginning of the segment that you knew everything and that ghosts weren't real. Now all of a sudden, maybe you're asking we, maybe some we don't have the right technology, maybe to find the spirit world. Tell, you know, yeah, maybe. because it's the spirit world. It's not the scientific world. That That's could be the a whole possibility. Thing. I mean, I told you many times over there, Pierno. No, the, the the, thing, the, the, there's no such thing as ghosts. There's no you tell me why it played. Why did it play Christmas music without any sound, without any batteries? How did the thing play Christmas music with no How batteries? How old were you again? You said I was eight years old, going on eight years old. I was seven when my grandmother died. It happened for like the next two years. You tell me, buddy boy. You tell me. Listen, I don't know the all the exact circumstances what you're telling me if it's legit or not about you taking out the batter. I mean, you think I'm lying to you for the show? Why would I make up that story? Could be. I would make that story up. I got other ones too. I got plenty of them, man. I got plenty of scary tales. My family has been affected by ghosts. By goblins. That sounds ridiculous. Where did you get that sound from? I just uh, typed in YouTube. I was looking for scary scenes and sounds, and then this. It's awful... the stuff that people play on the loudspeakers when you go trick or treating in their this, homes. And then this came up. Eight five five two. You are, are you you going trick or treating today? Hell yeah, we're going trick or treating today. They allow my know. Well, you know, again, Marco Belletti says he's not going. He refuses. He's not going trick or treating today. Yeah, he, he's he not has... taking his kid. Every right to not go trick-or-treating. I'm not going to berate anybody for not going trick-or-treating so, during these uh, uncertain times. So I was, I was just asking. I was curious what you guys are doing. That's it, but I'm not. It, because we're going, because the Carmens are going does not mean the Bellettis have to go, okay? Yeah. All right. Don't curious. You ain't going to rope me into that. Do you think Sean Connery comes back and haunts sets later on? Sets? Well, Movie I'm, sets. No. Okay. No. You think he's passed on? Yes, I think uh, he has passed on, and that is the end of Sean Connery. I know everyone talks about, you know, like energy and what happens to our energy that's in each of us, you know, You've when been you pay closer attention to this stuff than me, haven't you? You, would, you? I think you're just trying to tell yourself that there's no ghosts. There are no ghosts. I don't just believe in any that, of this nonsense. Just accept that there's ghosts, and you're going to be a much happier person. Energy you know? just goes right back into the environment, transferred back into the animals that eat us. <laughs> God, you've got a real nihilist over here, folks. To the worms and the bacteria. David Cobb. Who the probably also doesn't absorb us. believe in ghosts. He joins us coming up at 1140 a.m. Eastern. Also, speaking of things dying, I don't want this to be dead. I will talk about that very, very shortly. Up next, it's the top five Halloween creatures. Courtesy Anthony Pirino. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Top five creatures coming up momentarily. 855-2124-CBS. Also, David Kahn going to join us, CBS Sports College Football, College Basketball writer. Could BC upset Clemson today? What's it mean all for Trevor Lawrence? What happens? The whole deal. 
855-212-4CBS. Those top five, I got my, I got a great top five coming up. It's amazing. You play the 13th, you the Nightmare on 13th, or Nightmare on Elm Street from, uh, I want to say Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street theme. Yeah, big difference. Those Friday the 13th I know. movies are awful. They're all okay. bad. Awful. They're, they're not that bad. Yes, they are. They're hit all of them. They're all okay. terrible. All I'm going to say something. Can I just say something about Bill? Nonsense. Oh, the hell with it. I wanted to say something about Bill Belichick, and he ain't going to let me say anything <laughs> about Bill Belichick. Say it. Say it, damn it. Well, Bill Belichick has haunted the dreams of so many. Ah! Ha! Well, Bill Belichick has haunted the dreams of so many for so long. There is something comforting about New England being there every year. And frankly, it's been because it makes this job easier. It's one team less you have to worry about. It's one team less you have to talk about. And it's a team that always gets people going. Really, since I started doing this, which was a decade ago, coming out of college, anytime you mention the Patriots, it's a conversation piece. And it sucks to watch this, and there is a part where I think I can make a convincing case and go, is it over forever? No. But I don't know. It looks like Cam Newton's at the end of his rope, and I thought, man, when they lost that first game, I thought, okay, it's let's let's ease up. This'll be this'll be better. Cam's playing well, and it just went to hell in a handbasket real quick, and there was no better example of it than last week. Where if Jimmy Garoppolo's still there, what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo in New England? What happens to Tom Brady? Tom Brady's definitely gone well before this last year. So what happens to these teams? And what happens to the Patriots? I think over a long period of time that watching the Patriots here now and and seeing them at 2-4, and it pains me to say it. I think it might be over. I, I think almost the stake... The stake has been right through the heart, has been put right through the heart of Bill Belichick. I hope I'm wrong. I want Stidham to be the second coming of Tom Brady. There is something comforting about Belichick being at the top. There's something comforting about the Patriots being at the top. Because as we get older, and I made this comparison before with some other teams and even the Patriots, I'm sure I have before. As you get older, you start to want nostalgia. I started the show with that. I heard Robin Lumberg talking about NSYNC and Backstreet Boys to end his show. I didn't like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. I'm 34 years old now. I got a house. I got a wife. I got uncertain times just like anybody else. I got three kids. We want something that we can hold on to. And Belichick being great, the Patriots being great, is something we can hold on to. It, it makes, even if we hate it, it makes sense in our world. They've been great for 20 years. And I think this very well could be the end. Are we ready for the top five? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ken? For I'm the top ready. Five? Let's do it. Top five Halloween creatures. Uh, see, now I I want to kind of want to put put Pazuzu in this, and I can't put Pazuzu in this. Pazuzu. Is this the best horror movie of all time? Not mine. It's up there. Well, what's your My personal favorite is the 1978 classic John Carpenter's Halloween. I mean, Halloween is pretty much up there, but man, The Exorcist. We did is a some top really five on this. I know, a weeks but ago. you said favorites, and Halloween's my favorite. I didn't say scariest. Uh, it's still the best. All right, fine. Go ahead. Top five Halloween creatures. You go first in 
ascending order, as yeah. we always do. Thank you. Uh, first, number five, witches. I mean, what represents Halloween more than witches? They go hand in hand. You got the scary witches. You know, they go all the way back to the Salem years and other traditional stories. So some are beautiful, some are ugly. Others are disgusting. When I was a kid, you, uh, you see the witches, the movie 1990, Angelica Houston? No. Ripping. Oh, wow. All right. Well, Is it I, good? It's all right. At I'll, one always point, go with your, uh, yeah, I'll always go with your recommendation. I'll write that down. Yeah, it's good. Uh, she, at one point, she rips off her, her face and, like, this disgusting witch. Angelica um, Houston's amazing actress, by the way. Amazing. I'm but, a big fan. But, you know, all the witches do have one thing in common. They're powerful. They're terrifying. So, which is number five? Did you ever see the? Uh, did you ever see the Robert Eggers cla- now classic, The Witch? No, it's very good, man. It's very good, Robert Eggers, man. He's he's our generation's Wes Craven. Have you ever tried to practice witchcraft at all? No. Okay. Always thought that was a little odd, a little, a little out there. Oh, okay. Well, now I know. Werewolves number four. Uh, K-Y. Wabin? I left them off my list. I like the werewolves because they're really like, you know, they're without like any real motive. You know, there's no agenda there. They just, you know, <laughs> someone gets in their way. They just, they kill them. <laughs> you know, you do that for a night and then you wake up the next morning. You're naked, confused. Just like, you know, taste the blood in their mouth. So, you know, just like a morning after a heavy night of drinking, basically. <laughs> Uh, and werewolves, you know, they're really good at high school basketball, too. You know, Teen okay. Wolf there, you know? All right. So All werewolves, right, number four. I got demons, specifically the devil, number two. Ooh, uh, number the three. devil. You know, he's- Ah, Lucifer, Beelzebub, if you will. Halloween icon, just the definition of pure evil, of course, again, remember- Well, yeah, I mean, it is the yeah, devil. I mean, exactly. And again, you know, we talked about the exorcist, you know, the demon that possessed Linda Blair and- the Exorcist, probably the most famous in pop mother culture. So socks. Levitation capability, the rotating head, and the amazing lifelike spewing action. So demons and the devil, number three. Number two for me, the human-animal hybrids. I don't care. You name it. What, like a minotaur or a centaur? A goat man, pig man. What would be freakier? Isn't that still a representation of the devil? No, I have this in two different... I ca- thought that no, was. No. All right. Human... So what would be freakier? A human body with an animal head or an animal body with a human head for you? The first. Yeah. Animal body with a human head. I go, what happened? What, what's going on here? The other side, though, then that's that's pretty terrifying. Like, I could ignore... Yeah, like, I could ignore the body, just, like, focus on the face, uh-huh. you know, like, speak to the person, but if you get approached by a human body with an animal head... Yeah. That's just, that's freaky. That's really strange. That. Okay. Next. And then finally vampires. I love vampires. They're horny. They like to have sex. They like to have sex. See, I uh, okay, I'm going to take umbrage with that and I'll explain later, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. They're scary. They either could fly, they could run super fast, they have super strength. They live for infinity, which I particularly don't like. I think that that I would personally I think that just gets old. You know, after a couple hundred years, I think I wouldn't want to live anymore, probably. But I would like to be a vampire. I feel like, you know, most the good-looking men and women, well-cut suits, dapper, slicked-back hair. 
Vampire is number one. All right. My top five. You ready? Yeah. Number five, the Yeti. But you have to say it like Tony Schiavone says it. If you don't say it like Tony Schiavone says it, then I don't want to put it in my top five. The Yeti is number five. One of the worst pro wrestling creations ever. Just because it tried to have sex with Hulk Hogan. I mean, come on. Number four, a witch. For all the reasons you just said, witches are scary. They live in the woods. I don't know how they're able to build these nice places out in the woods. I think they would like to live in a suburb, but I I think there's people who are so taken by them, they like to practice witchcraft, which is like the only thing you can really do of the macabre. Like, I can't really become a vampire, but I can be a witch if I want to, or a warlock, if you will. Uh, So witch is number four. Number three, Scarecrow. That's a good one. I think that's a damn good one. Very good. Because they're out there, and yeah, yeah, Scarecrows, man. You put them in the right light, the whole thing, they're scary. Number two, like you said, vampires. You said, you mentioned the sex. Now, there is something. They're horny. You can't deny there is something sexual about a, a, about the vampire. However, there is a however here. You never see them having sex with anything in anything that, that has been with vampires from Bram Stoker to, to now. There's been other wonders about vampires, which... Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But there's no, well, they have these brides. They just, there's a, there's a seduction, but there's no anything else. There's blood. That's what there is there, but there's nothing else. And plus, like, you go back to Bella Lugosi to now to, to the 1992 uh, Dracula classic by, by Francis Ford Coppola to interview with the vampire to that whole deal. I need to know. Can Renfield just get his wits about him and go, maybe this isn't a good idea? How big of an idiot is Renfield that he's that trusting? I know you got to get the deal done. You can't. The whole town, don't go in there. Don't go. Here, here's a crucifix. You know what? If a whole town really thinks the guy's a bad guy, maybe the guy's a bad guy. You, I, you know what? I'll fax you the documents. You send them right back to me, okay? We can do it that way. My number one. And Pierno, I can't believe you didn't say this since you're from the area. The Headless Horseman. I thought about it a little bit. Is it because you're from there and you're tired of hearing about the Headless Horseman? I don't know. I just really don't find him scary. Oh, man, I love the Headless Horseman. I always said if I ever moved, if I ever had to move to New York for something, I would move to Sleepy Hollow and I would commute into the city if I had to. I want to live in Sleepy Hollow. I love the I love the whole the, the Washington Carver thing. I love the whole story. The Headless Horseman is the cat's ass of scary tales, man. It's my absolute favorite. The whole story, the Hessian, the Headless Hessian, the Sleepy Hollow, the Tim Burton movie with Johnny Depp. Love that movie. Love everything. Brent Carver. I think he's Canadian. Nineteen ninety. I think it was. Maybe might have been ninety nine. See, I thought of the headless horseman. I thought you loved the I, whole story. I thought you were going to have a human animal hybrid. Were you talking about like no. Mothman? No, no, I'm not a big Mothman guy. I think the Mothman. But this is actually happening. <sighs> like you know, like we have like these human animal the hybrids being made. No, no but oh. what like a like a person and a fish? What are you saying? Well, human and monkey. Well, China did it last year. Human and monkey hybrid embryos. No, that's that's for it. You know what? That's for a different show and for a different time. Is it not, Pierno? No, but, I mean, this is this could happen. 
Would you have? Uh, I know you're married. Would you have back in? Would you have sex with a human animal hybrid? No. What are you talking about, Pierno? We're on national radio at eleven thirty in the morning. What are you saying? No, Anthony, I would not. What a weird end to the month of October with you. Eight five five two one two four C. We got to get some things figured out with Pierno, America. That's a very odd thing to say. I have to get a Freud book out here for a second. <laughs> Coming up in just over an hour, Matt Murderham going to join us. David Cobb up next. He will not have to answer any of these questions. Trevor Lawrence, what's going to happen with him? What's going to happen with the top four? Is the Big Ten going to be able to get enough games in for Ohio State to be in the college football playoff? It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the latest sports update with, I'm sure, the very confused Marco Belletti. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by the fine folks at Geico. Save money now because you want to know something that's really scary? Not knowing how much money you could save with the fabulous folks at Geico. Go to geico.com. Make sure you can save now. We'll get to... Uh, David W. Cobb, as soon as we personally, oh, excuse me, David Cobb. He goes by David W. Cobb on Twitter. I don't know if we have him just yet, so we'll try to get David Cobb as soon as we possibly can. Uh, also, coming up one hour from now, Matt Verderam going to join us, NFL reporter for Fansider. We do have him, so let's go to the hotline because there's so many questions, so many questions surrounding Clemson, and I'm going to take a stab at it. Okay, DJ Uyagalele. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I'm, I'm wrong, aren't I, David? Hey, no, you're not. You're not wrong. You know what? I give you kudos for trying. I call him DJU. That that's his name in, in my mind is DJU. And uh, don't even look at who the third string quarterback is because if you think DJU's name is tough, the uh, the third stringers is, it, it makes DJU look easy. To be honest. Oh man, are you serious? Because I had I had Tagovailoa down, and then all of a sudden they go, well, there's like an N sound in there, so it's Tagovailoa. All right, I'll, I'll say it the way they want me to say it. That's perfectly fine. Every person should get their name said correctly. So I, no offense to, to dear DJ here. I will try. But will this guy be a household name here shortly after Trevor Lawrence is done there? David, I think that's the biggest question. Yeah, I think so. Uh, now, look, uh, Lawrence was the number one overall player in the 2018 class. So, DJU, not quite as highly talented. He's only the number 10 overall prospect in his class uh, and wow. still the number one quarterback. Uh, so, so, yeah, he's a really good player. And he's gotten some reps uh, this season. I mean, one advantage for Clemson playing in such an easy conference is the fact that they get reps. For, for true freshmen. They get reps for everybody. They get reps for the walk-ons, for goodness sake. And uh, so DJU has uh, played in, in five games already uh, this season. That that will help him tremendously. And another benefit, I guess, or I guess silver lining would be the better term for this situation. But the fact is, uh, you know, this year does not count against uh, a player's eligibility. So, you know what, in a normal year, maybe they wouldn't have played him in five games because, you know, that would have burned a redshirt, potential redshirt year. That's not a concern for them right now. And if this guy is as good as they think he's going to be, it's ultimately not going to matter anyway because he'll start for two years after Trevor Lawrence leaves and then he'll be off to the NFL himself. You know, that's the best point I think you possibly made during that entire thing. Now, you made great points about, obviously, about about DJU and Trevor Lawrence and the whole thing, but – 
you think about it now, if my sons play football, they're still young, I would say if you want to be a walk-on, go to Ohio State, go to Alabama, go to Clemson, because if you make it, you're going to get to play at some point. You're going to get on the field. Like the other places, if you go to Kent, I don't know if you're going to get on the field at some point. You're going to get on the field there. Kirk Herbstreet has uh, one or maybe both of his, of his twin boys, I think, are on that team. They've played uh, this season. Like, all the, the coaches' kids are on uh, are on that team as walk-ons, and, and it seems like they're going to pursue coaching careers. But they get to play. I mean, it's not just like they're, uh, you know, carrying water bottles and getting hit on the scout team. Like, they actually have played in a fair number of these games. Uh, so it's wild, uh, you know, the setup that Clemson has there. But this is an important game for them, too. Uh, because it's their last game before they, they have this huge showdown with Notre Dame. And so uh, just from a standpoint of cleaning some things up, I think they want to have a much, I would imagine, they want to have a much better showing than they did against Syracuse last week. Because if you look at the final score of that, that Syracuse Clemson game from last week, it looks like another blowout. But, but there were some, some uh, tense moments there uh, for, for Clemson last week. And, and I, I would imagine they want to clean some stuff up going into that Notre Dame game next week. Well, are they going to get Trevor Lawrence on the field for that Notre Dame game next week? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think they'll find a way. Uh, the ACC guidelines are ambiguous enough to where I think there there are loopholes there to where they can, uh, you know, say that he uh, started his symptoms early this week and then it's 10 days from the onset of symptoms versus if you're asymptomatic, it's 10 days from when you test positive, which – a Wednesday positive test puts him right up against being able to play next Saturday. So the fact is they're saying he's had mild symptoms. They'll be able to say that those mild symptoms start Monday if they want to, even if they didn't. And and to be honest, I think he'll be fine. In comparison to the Big Ten where Graham Mertz, I, should he just go on IR on a form of that? I don't know if we're ever going to get to see that kid again. Uh, it, it, this is See, this is where I think the years are, and I don't think that – Anything we say now is going to matter. I do think, though, that David David Cobb joining us on the show, I think, David, if we talk about this in 2025 and 2030, I think the fallout from this is going to be significant because you just mentioned it. It's pretty ambiguous in the ACC and the Big Ten's going, you got it, you're out 21 days, we'll see you in a month. That's yeah, some strong stuff to deal with for big-time college football. Go ahead, sorry. Well, no, just because of what the Big Ten's trying to do in terms of playing their entire you know season without, without any off week. I mean, you know, Wisconsin now, the, the positive tests keep trickling in. It looks like they're going to be below that 5%, you know, threshold, uh, you know, for probably a while. I mean, I mean to be honest, the entire season might get wiped out. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty wild, the, uh, the variation between the leagues in terms of the protocol. Um, you know, it, I'm the first to say it, but it's, it's, uh, this year has really highlighted how disjointed the leadership structure is in college athletics and uh, not just in football, but in basketball as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really coming to fruition now because if you're a team like Ohio state, um, you know, you just got to hope and pray that um, you get, you know, at least seven or eight games in and, and you really can't afford to lose either because if you're a one loss team and you only play six or seven games uh, and you're Ohio state, like, you know, that, that really diminishes your case. Uh, you know, for the college football playoffs. Oh, you just said it. David Cobb with us on the show. Follow this man on Twitter, at David W. Cobb, a college football writer, college basketball writer for CBS Sports. I, I mentioned this with, with Phil Steele yesterday, David. I feel we could see Ohio State try to do some Tom Osborne stuff here over this whatever season they could have where they'd only not only try to win these games. And Penn State, I think, is going to be a formidable opponent. But for the rest of their season – 
I think you're going to see 60s on there. I think you're going to see a lot of scores. Like, I think they have to prove a point. Like, if they only play five or six games, they have to show that committee on the scoreboard. The first thing they see is the score. And if they see numbers over 50 or even over 60, it makes it harder to keep Ohio State out. Yeah. Do that because once they get past Kent State, you know, and now I know Rutgers, uh, you know, beat Michigan State. I know Maryland obviously had an exciting victory last night, but but let's be real, Ohio State should have an opportunity to do exactly what you're saying in games like that. And so, uh, you know, the trick for them is just going to get be getting those games done uh, because the Big Ten is more strict than the other leagues, and it's already dealing. I mean, look, it, Illinois is, is going to be down several key players today, including their starting quarterback. And so, uh, there's just some circumstances in that league that that seem a bit more rocky. Uh, than in the other leagues where, you know, more cushion was built in and there have been cancellations, uh, you know, Ohio State's absolutely going to have to run up some scores. <laughs> uh, and that's going to be unfortunate for, for some of their opponents. Um, but but I think they're fully capable of doing it. Justin Fields was unbelievable against Nebraska last week. And, yeah. you know, I, I think that uh, there's a chance that you know, he could uh, flip the narrative uh, around who's going to be the top quarterback selected in the NFL draft um, if he continues to play the way I think he's probably going through the rest of the season. Should we be talking more about Mac Jones and how good he is? You know, I guess, but at the same time, I think the elite playmakers he has around him mm-hmm. uh, sort of <laughs> uh, sort of cause us to, um, I don't know, uh, hit the pause button a little bit on how, how good Mac Jones really is. Clearly he's good, but I, I kind of stopped short of the whole Joe Burrow comparison. Uh, that, to me, is a bridge too far. I, I think, obviously, Burrow had Jamar Chase. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, some great playmakers, but the uh, wide receivers at Alabama are unlike, I mean, unlike any receivers I can remember seeing in college football in a long time, just in terms of their depth. Obviously, Waddle is out for the season now, but even Devontae Smith and and John Mechie are still, I mean, even without Waddle, I still think that's probably the best wide receiver group in the country. They are are elite, and they make really, really good plays and make Mike Jones' job easy. What Mac Jones has done has been impressive. I, I just, I just think that more of the credit should go to the players he has around him than, you know, say uh, a pl- at a place like Clemson, where you know, Clemson actually lost some wide receiver depth going into this season, um, and they've obviously got some good players there. But I think you know Alabama's playmakers are 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 better on the outside than they are at Clemson. I don't have a lot of time left, but I got to fit this in: Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then. Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, or Oregon starting next week. What's your thoughts? Well, you guys might think this is SEC bias, but I think it's Georgia. Um, uh. I think it's Georgia. Uh, they, to me, illustrated against Alabama uh, that they are capable of competing with the Crimson Tide. Therefore, they're capable of competing with anybody in the country. Um, I think there's going to be a rematch between Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship game. and Obviously, Georgia will probably need to win that to get in the playoff, but I think they showed that they could do it with the way they played the Crimson Tide the first time. So uh, Georgia's actually my fourth playoff team at the moment. How many times do you have to say it's not an AC, an SEC bias when you mention the SEC? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm sorry, I got the, the call. Is, uh, you know, you guys were up in New York or something, right? So, you know, I got to trade carefully, I know, but I do think Georgia's a good team. Notre Dame is as well, uh, but I think they're going to be exposed a little bit um, next week against Clemson. Uh, the downfield passing game is not quite up to snuff, and, and I don't, I don't really buy the Oklahoma State hype either. I, I think they are, uh, I don't think they've played uh, difficult enough opponents to even really merit much conversation about the playoffs at the moment. 
Ooh, this is strong stuff. David Cobb. Find him on Twitter, at David W. Cobb. One of the best. I want to have you on again soon. Take care, my friend. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you, David W. Cobb on Twitter. David Cobb, CBS Sports, college football, college basketball writer. CBSSports.com. That's some good, strong stuff from him. If the SEC is the best, the SEC is the best. I don't know if any of the guy, if any of the producers over there in the big city are giving him hell. I, I think George is in the mix. Spoke to Phil Steele yesterday. He said maybe Texas A&M by the time it's over, which is weird because I told him we had a call during the Florida game. People were calling to get him fired. I mean, you you want to have that type of conversation? Hell, you're getting him paid what seventy million dollars, eighty million dollars, whatever the contract states. It's a major, major contract for Jimbo Fisher. I still want to see Oregon's defense. I still want to see what some of the Pac-12 does this year. I I want to make an argument for or against Clay Helton. There, there's still a story to be told starting next week. The Big Ten, if you're, if you're an Ohio State fan, you're going to love it. If you're an Ohio State hater, you're going to hate him even more because I think that if they get a chance to really choke out teams and to put their head in a bag – and to go over 50 and over 60, I don't think that they want to do it. I think they're going to do it. I think they have to do it to prove a case to the college football committee. Workers shoot, 12.20 p.m. Eastern. Up next, this all played right into some school's hands. It's Ken Carmen live on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 